Let's go on the crew headlines. <laughs> know if you guys caught Monday Night Football, but Morris, I know this yes. segment is going to be difficult for you. The Browns <laughs> won 32 to 13 over the Bengals. Yes, they did yes. not have Jamar Chase, but it felt like Miles Garrett was just playing out of his mind. They ended up getting five sacks as a defensive unit on Joe Burrow. Fred, what was your impressions of the Browns win over the Bengals? Uh, I thought the Browns came out in the battle, the battle of Cleveland, the battle of Ohio. Uh, I thought they came out and played well. Uh, nobody wants to get a Browns the chance since Deshaun Watson not quarterbacking, but I think they forget that these guys got draft picks. These guys got some guys that can play. Don't forget they traded for Deion Jones. They can play defense and they can run the ball. Nick Chubb could be one of the best in the league. So at the end of the day, they can beat anybody at every beginning Sunday. I just think the Bengals are overall the better team. They didn't have a better night. Well, that's interesting. Why you make your face like that, Morris? He said the Browns are playing what kind of football? Uh, they play. They playing old school football. Good defense, run the football, and, and that's how they beat you. They shorten the game up and they bludgeon you. Like, oh, that's yeah. what they're doing. Last, you're right. Last night they did. They played. They played that football last night. Congrats. Uh, okay, but but the, the here's the thing. Hold up, Joe Hold up, I, hold up. I, Morris. Yeah, why do why do why do you hate the Browns so much, Morris? I, why? Do you, I, I, I don't hate the Browns, but see, listen, this is what it is. Oh, God. You know, you have to call things that you know, call it like you see it, right? Last night, they played a good game. They played a really good game against the Cincinnati Bengals team that was surging. You know, but the Browns, look at what they've been doing this year. Before last night's game, they were two and five. And they didn't, the only game they had against a franchise quarterback was against the, um, was against the Chargers. You know, they lost to, they lost to Mariota. They lost to uh, uh, Flacco. I mean, they lost some some pretty bad games. So, yeah, they had one good game. Yeah, yeah. the defense plays the quarterbacks. The offense plays the other defense. The special team plays special teams. So it ain't about the quarterbacks that you play. It's the teams that you play and do you beat them when you have a chance to beat them. Right now, we got we got five or six teams that got above 500 records that's not making the playoffs. We got two or three teams in the NFL that got below 500 records that's going to make the playoffs. Well, we see it every year. Right, you're right. You, let me, you said the offense plays defense and the defense plays offense. Yeah. And Cleveland had a chance to come back and win those games with uh, Jacoby Brissett, and it didn't happen. But yeah. what, what, are, now what are the teams that are above 500 that aren't going to make the playoffs and what teams below 500 are? Tell me about that. All right, all right. If I had to pick some teams that's above 500 right now that's Fugazi, I would pick the, the, New, <laughs> the New York Giants feel like a fake diamond chain to me. Oh, wow. Hey, the New York they went Giants. to Seattle. They had to travel. So it's a little uh, explainable. They, they're the one that had to go across the country, Northwest. So that's yeah. difficult for any team that does that, losing to the Seahawks we're talking about. Go ahead. I, 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 first of all, the New York Giants feel like they should get the Golden Booger Award. So do the Seattle Seahawks feel like, you know what? The one thing about a booger is worthless. If you put gold around it, it's still worthless. And that's what I'm saying when it comes wow. to these teams. But we're going to have a couple teams dig themselves out the grave. Uh, listen, Tom Brady is one person I have learned over the last 20 plus years never to doubt i I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna sleep on tampa bay they starting out terrible but i think they can come back green bay not so much i think green bay actually stinks garbage well, we truck dude it could it, san francisco gonna be a dangerous team nobody gonna yeah. want to play san francisco in december I nobody agree. i agree i agree with that Okay, well, here's I just wanted to say this really quickly uh, about the Browns. I think after they had 
that uh, last minute collapse against the Jets psychologically. I really think that that impacted them, though they did beat the Steelers after that. And then they went on this four game losing streak. But I have to give them kudos because a lot of pressure has been put on the defensive coordinator, Joe Woods. I think they really stepped up in the last game, though they ended up losing it before, uh, obviously, Monday night football. I uh, love to see Amari Cooper get all five receptions for 131. But right now, just based on where they are in the AFC standings, it seems like their path has to be through the AFC North. We saw the Ravens acquire Roquan Smith <laughs> and add yeah. to that team. So, I mean, he is just the, the tackling machine. And even though everyone's getting on him for representing himself and, and Lamar's representing himself, who they going to put the tag on and the money issues coming up, you know, with the Ravens. I, I still think that just like you say, you know, you feel like the Bucks can turn it around, Fred. Why can't the Browns turn around in time for Deshaun Watson's reemergence week 13 at the Texans, his old team, by the way? I don't think he can, they can turn it around because, one, I believe in the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm -hmm. Two, I think the Ravens are the class of the group. I think they're going to continue to get better. Uh, so I can't put the Browns in there right now. I just think it's too much going around. And let's be honest, when Deshaun comes back, it's going to take him four weeks to get back in football mm -hmm. shape. Uh, he will not come out and just be Deshaun Watson. They're building really for next year. I don't, I don't see this team foreseeing this team being somebody that's going to make a run for the playoffs. And I don't, I damn sure don't uh, see this team being a threat. Well, I, li I like the energy that they played with. It, it reminded me of what they showed you they can be in the first two games of the season when they did win without Deshaun, without, excuse me, uh, without Deshaun Watson and rather doing it with Jacoby Brissett. So I, I still like that energy. So you you never know. And at the end of the day, you only got to win by one point. Uh, really quickly, let's move on to the Packers. As we know, today is trade deadline day. That has to happen by 4 p.m. Eastern. A lot of teams making potential uh, moves, at least we'll see, leading up into the deadline um I, I would rather say that teams have made moves leading up into this week um yes, what have. should the packers yes. do they lost four straight i was at sunday night football i saw the game against the bills they've had 15 drops by receivers uh right now they're not getting any more than 18.1 points per game which has them 26 uh do they need a wide receiver and if so is that jerry judy brandon cooks aj green obj what what, what do you think morris I don't think there's a wide receiver that's going to change the fortunes of the of the Packers right mm. now. I think they're a reeling franchise. Um, I think their defense is not playing well either. It's not just the offense. And they had a great wide receiver last year, and they they still got bounced in the first in their, in their first playoff game. So I think they just probably need a a, 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 a rehaul. But they paid all that money to Aaron Rodgers, and should they be throwing in the towel already, Fred? Uh, yeah, he's a grumpy diva. He's the girl that you don't want to date. He's the girl you don't know you don't like her until you actually start dating her. It, it, it's just too much, too high maintenance. Now, I, I got a fix for Green Bay, but it, it's not one person. You're going to have to bring, you're going to have to trade for Brandon Cooks and bring in OBJ. They're going to they're gonna force your number one to become your number three. Uh, and, that, and that changes what they can do. And you're talking about two veterans that can come in and within a week learn the playbook. And they need some sure-handed guys with some speed. This is not a one-person fix. If they're going to fix Green Bay, it's going to be by signing two veteran receivers, not one. But well, let me ask you about this, Fred. No, let me, let me ask, Fred, let me ask you about this. So yeah, how realistic is it for uh, two receivers to come in in the middle of the season mm -hmm. and learn the entire playbook? 
Uh, it's, it's very realistic from a guy like Brandon Cooks, who, who've learned eight playbooks since he's been in the league. It's realistic for OD, OBJ, who's a veteran who can sit down and you just give it to me for 15 minutes and I can be wherever you need me to be. It's realistic for them, but it's not realistic for Jerry Judy, a guy that's what second year in the league. I can't trade for him because he won't be ready for weeks. But these veterans, they are plug and play. And I think if you get Aaron Rodgers some sure-handed receivers like these two guys and a guy like OBJ who's going to demand, might not demand a double team now, but his presence alone will open up some passing lanes. Yeah, but I still like what I saw from their offense, so they did not end up ultimately beating again, uh, beating the Bills when they ran the ball. I mean, obviously, did, did they you stink. I mean, they I still got 143. Yeah, and, and, I still, and I still got no gray hairs, but they ain't giving me no award. At the end of the day, Green Bay stinks, and it's about time that they stink, because guess what? The most overrated franchise of all time is the Green Bay Packers. I, I'm just going to be oh, honest with you. Lord. 40 years of quarterback, and guess what? We've been on this, this blue play for a long time, and we have never found 32 guys that can play quarterback at the same year. They I do have means- injuries, though. Right. Christian Watson, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazar. I'm not saying those Everybody are the top Everybody my grandma, my grandmama twist her ankle the other day walking down the street. Everybody is injured right now. Mm-hmm. Right, but at the but at the end of the day, that's at that key position. So you're trying to find you're trying to find the rhythm with the other guys. And all I'm saying is, is that at least in the meantime, when they started to run the ball, was at the game. You saw that's when, especially against the Bills, because of, of all the places where they are really strong, top in total defense, top in scoring defense, top in passing defense. The running defense is where they they had you know the weakness, and so. They they were able to exploit that for a time. Ultimately, they did not end up winning really quickly uh, before our guest, Kevin Byer, comes into Crew Crib. Let's move on really quickly to the Raiders. Josh McDaniels right now not having the best luck as head coach. He had to have a talk with the owner, Mark Davis, after the game. But ultimately, the owner did reaffirm that McDaniels is not going anywhere. Right now, the Raiders are 2-5, and five, fourth in the AFC West. Are you concerned, Morris, about the Raiders? And does Josh McDaniels just have bad luck as head coach? I'm concerned about the Raiders, but I don't know if it's if it's bad luck on Josh McDaniels' part. I'm wondering what type of what type of a coach he is, what type of a head coach. He seems to do well as an offensive coordinator, but when it comes to the head coaching position, he seems to struggle a little bit. I mean, this Raiders team, the the last the interim coach last year had them balling out. You know, they 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 came on towards the end and they made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now you have all that talent. You added Devontae Adams, Which and then and then you're, you're struggling on offense. I, I I I don't know. I have to question Josh McDaniels. Well, see, that's just like Marvis not to look at the whole picture. He plays in pictures, but he won't look at the big picture. Here go the big picture. Darren Waller, Darren Waller hasn't played all year. That's just a security blanket for Derek Carr. You uh, your, grandma top, was injured? your grandma was injured too, right? Yes, my grandma twisted her ankle. Injuries are part of the game, Fred. You just and, said and, and, it, it is, but I'm, I'm giving you the whole story. Okay, I, boy, not, boy. not only did they lose one of their best, if not their best player on offense, they learned in a new offense, they learned in a new coach. Uh, a lot's going on right in, in, in Las Vegas. And let's not forget, they're playing in the second hardest division in football because the NFC mm. East is the first. No, no, no. I, I can't, Fred, I can't go with you on that. First of all, isn't, isn't, didn't, um, don't the Giants, they have, they have, are the Giants learning a new system? Do, 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 the Giants ah. have, do the Giants have receivers out? Uh, and I can't give you – and they're playing, they're playing in a very tough division. They just lost to the Saints, the Saints, who are at the last place in their division. So I can't make excuses for them. They're out there. They play the game. They should win that game. That's a game that they should have won. They battled against uh, Kansas City. 
They could have. They, they came close to winning that and division game. That's the division game. You don't division games are unlike any other games. They don't matter what your record is. They don't matter what anything is. When you play division game, these teams are very acute and very like in sync with what the other team does. So it does. I, I never judge a team by what happens in the end of the division game. All right. I'm saying is the talent is there in in Las Vegas. It's just gonna. It takes patience, man. Like everybody wants their team to flip over every year. Right now, what if you? What if you? Los Angeles Charger fan right now. Y'all was set up to win the Super Bowl this year, and y'all ain't did nothing. Excuse me, I agree. They're underachieving. They're underachieving. Some teams, some players and teams are overachieving. Some things are, are, are underachieving. Look at Geno Smith. You know he's overachieving right now. The Giants, they're overachieving right now. The or Raiders, maybe Geno's playing the way we he's supposed to be playing when he actually like gets a I real think, opportunity. And what if, and at the end of the day, Josh McDaniels is not like we don't know about his offensive expertise. And I don't know that you can question him as a corporate head just because right now the ball is not bouncing their way. I mean, at the end of the day, he does have the amount of rings that he does have. And, and I think he has learned a lot in terms of what happened in Denver when he was the head coach in 2009-2010. Remember, starting off hot 6-0, and they ended up uh, finishing that season 8-8. Eight and eight, And after after that season, he ended up apologizing to all the media when uh, he yes. realized that he was, you know, too egotistical and he couldn't get along with Jay Cutler, Tony Scheffler, and Brandon Marshall. And you see right now for him after that game when they got shut out by the Saints to kind of issue that widespread apology, put it on him, try to talk to the guy. So I, I actually seen, though the result is a loss, that he has been, you know, knowing what he has to do. There as you go. Leader, so actually, just because it's not working their way to me, I've seen leadership quality. It's just not a win. Listen, good, good. Sorry, up. What? I like the Raiders. You know, I, I still have a <laughs> soft spot in my heart for the Raiders. But you know, you have to question. I mean, to get shut out by the Saints is great. It's great that he's accountable for what he's doing. And I've been rooting for Josh McDaniels and the Raiders this year. You know, um, it's, it's, it's great to be accountable and, and take uh, responsibility, you know, for what has transpired on the football field. But they should not have been shut out by the Saints. Well, sometimes you just have a Shut out, points. A loss is a loss. It, it doesn't matter. A loss is a loss. It should matter. Anyway. It should matter. You might as well not show showed up. Uh, no. in the locker room. They're going to get that check come today. It's like you shouldn't have showed up for that basketball game where you had no points and made no buckets in that game that you just had at the YMCA. Anyways, anyways, we're getting ready to go to the other side on Crew Crib where we got our VIP guest, two-time Pro Bowl, Titans safety, Kevin Byatt in the building, and also ESPN Titans reporter, Teron Davenport. Let's go to the Crew Crib. <laughs> 